Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1280, What the Ninja Turtles Taught Me, and Bittersweet, both by Neghar Fanuni of negharfanuni.com, and I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who's been reading blog posts and articles, book excerpts, essays, sometimes stories, every day, including holidays, for over three years. And let's keep this short, get right to it, and start optimizing your life. What the Ninja Turtles Taught Me by Neghar Fanuni of negharfanuni.com. As a child of the 80s, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was one of my favorite animated series to watch. I was also known to partake of DuckTales, X-Men, Gargoyles, Gem, Captain Planet, and He-Man, all of which were animated shows that I consider far superior to the drivel my 10-year-old watches today. But I'm not here to debate the merit of late 80s, early 90s TV of the animated variety, although I could wax nostalgic on the subject. Today I want to talk to you about messages and the weight they can carry, whether we're aware of it or not. You see, after many episodes of Ninja Turtles, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael, my personal favorite, would impart some nugget of wisdom to their young and impressionable audience, a message intended to teach valuable lessons of justice, morality, and right action to my generation. One such message played out as a water-wasting op-ed. Turn off the faucet when you brush your teeth, they said. It wastes water, they said. It's irresponsible, they said. I stand here today at 34 years old and probably still the same height I was then, recalling that op-ed every single time I brush my teeth. I kid you not, every single time. Whenever I see a faucet running unnecessarily, I immediately shut it off because the Ninja Turtles told me to do so. Now, to be fair, I was a budding environmentalist. By age 10, I was already the president of my local Kids for Saving the Earth Club, often organizing trash cleanups and enthusiastically attending LA's yearly star-studded Earth Walk. At one such event, we were told the stars of 90210 would be in attendance, but I only got to meet Ayn's earring. I mean, Steve Sanders, what a ripoff. Anyway, I was, and am, an incredibly Earth-conscious human, so perhaps that's why this message landed so squarely. Regardless, it was a powerful enough message that it stuck with me some 25 years later, and it continues to spur me to action. The media we consume, the literature we read, the people we interact with, the thoughts we entertain, these all contain messages. Some of these messages might not stick, and others have staying power, but at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to filter the messages. Should we commit to a path of higher living? We need use discretion when it comes to which messages we allow space for. 
we need to develop the filtering mechanisms necessary to separate effective messages from those that threaten our power and worth. We must hold our messages both in and out to a higher standard. Because again, messages have a way of sticking whether or not they hold truth. And sometimes they stick so subconsciously that we take them for indubitable facts. There are many messages in our modern world that threaten the way of the wild and powerful woman. The media wants us to believe we need fixing, social constructs would have us feel shame around our sexuality, and patriarchal society wants us to believe we're meant to play small. These are messages which many of us have allowed to take up prime mental and emotional real estate. They cause us to alter our behavior and keep us from standing in our power. And unless we unlearn these messages, they'll continue to erode our sense of worthiness. We have to see them for what they are, not facts or truths, but cleverly crafted messages that stand to help others profit in some way or another. We must commit to seeking out messages that uplift and empower our very being. We need to fill our social media feeds, our minds, our hearts with messaging that propels us towards our higher self. Because only when we occupy that space can we begin to do the work of our soul's purpose and our heart's desire. Only when we believe the messages that perfection is a myth, that we are powerful, and that we have the right to take up space, can we show up in the world and spread that message ourselves. We may not always embody these messages, and that's okay, but we can certainly lay their truth as our foundation, using them as a ballast when we're led astray. What we must remember is that we are not fragile. We must be discerning of the forces that threaten to convince us otherwise and profit from robbing us of our light. I encourage you, nay implore you, to take a look at the sources from which you currently draw your messages. What needs to be turned up? What needs to be tossed out? How can you consume messages that align with your integrity and core values? Where can you create space for messages that will pull you closer to your heart-driven, powerful, purposeful life? Bittersweet by Nekar Fanuni of nekarfanuni.com. At 5.30 this morning, I walked into my son's room to turn off the light. Every summer, Isaac jets off to Maryland to spend 68 weeks with his biological dad, and every single time, it hits me hard, no matter how old he gets. I'm grateful that he gets this time with his bio dad, and I'm also extremely grateful that I get some much-needed parenting free time, which for many parents is a luxury that never comes. But the moment he leaves is always one that brings with it a mixed bag of emotions. Just one more hug, I say. Please call me more than you did last summer, I plead. Don't grow up so fast, a silent and unreasonable request. This morning, he and John both took an early morning flight to the East Coast, and as I stood there in Isaac's room, alone, donning my robe, coffee in hand, I felt distinctly bittersweet. Sweet for the time alone, a privilege that is not lost on me, and for the grand adventures that my baby boy will have this summer. Bitter for the sudden aloneness of it all the seemingly instant passing of years. There's a sweetness in watching him grow into his own and a slight bitterness in the fact that holding him as a baby is an ever-fading memory. Kids grow up, people leave, life moves on. Sometimes it seems as though we're surrounded and other times we're completely alone. We laugh until our bellies hurt and cry until eyes swell and all the while the world keeps turning. It's bitter and it's sweet And I truly believe that experiencing both of those emotions as an amalgamation is a potent aspect of growing. When we experience these bittersweet emotions, we're feeling simultaneous gratitude and loss. It's painful 
yet it feels strangely calm all at once. And in this hurting calm, we find a unique perspective. We learn to let go without forgetting and remain open without falling apart. We understand what it feels like to be at life's whim and rather than lament and cling to what has come to pass, we grow into presence. Bittersweetness is a feeling that has the power to help us live with more ease should we lean into it when it arises. You just listened to the post titled, What the Ninja Turtles Taught Me, and Bittersweet, both by Neghar Fanuni of negharfanuni.com. And hey, if you wanna help me out here and perform a little act of kindness, one thing that's so small but does have a huge impact here is if you share this podcast with someone and get them to subscribe. Fits perfectly with the idea that she talked about, about turning up messages that align with your integrity and core values. So if you're able to turn it up and share this show, if everyone listening did that, it would have a massive impact and it's really an easy thing to do. You could do it in person or on social media, wherever, it would mean a lot, even if it's getting one person to subscribe to the show. So thank you for that. I'll leave it there for today. Thank you for listening and being here and I'll see you tomorrow for the Friday show where your optimal life awaits.